0: Brian, it's good to see you again. Welcome back to therapy. Hey, Dr.
1: Tammy, good to see you too.
0: Well, it's your hour. Just go ahead and do what you want with it. Honestly, I'm in a bit of crisis mode. I am freaking out just a little bit. Wow, this sounds so serious. You seem so tense and shaken. Does this have to do with your mother? Are you having flashbacks again? I know your childhood memories of your mother dressing you up as a Cabbage Patch doll for school was really bothering you.
1: I mean, that's definitely coming back up for me. I don't know why my mother thought I had to dress up for the first day of high school. The curly red wig and the painted freckles, it's just all burned (laughs) into my psyche.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, I can understand how that would be traumatic. But it does have to do with the middle school thing. I understand that was also an incredibly painful experience. You don't say. Of course it was. If you were voted most likely to need deodorant, you'd be fucking traumatized too. (laughs) Are you laughing? Are you actually laughing at me? No, who me? I was sneezing. I think it was a sneeze. Okay, listen, can we be serious for one second? I feel like I really need your help this week, Doc. Well, that's an understatement. You might need a lobotomy. Listen, I've just been really stressed. It's been almost two months. We've been doing this podcast, and only a few people have listened. Okay, don't be dramatic. When you say a few, how many do you mean? Two, Doctor. Two listens. Wait, your wife, your parents, three brothers, don't you have a friend or two? Isn't that like ten people right there? How do you only have two listeners? I didn't say two people, I said two listens. You mean your co-host or your wife don't listen? This must be an awful podcast. What? Honestly, I've been to hamster funerals that have had more attention. Why are you saying these things? Maybe you should go back to your day job. What is it you do? I have been your patient for seven years. You don't know what I do? It's been that long, huh? To be honest with you, it hasn't been all that memorable. Jesus Jones, could you pretend to care for one second? I mean, I pay you. Do you think I'd subject myself to this boredom for free? You are a horrible therapist. What was that? Forget it. Anyway, Doc, I am really feeling low about
1: this. I mean, I've never expected to be Joe Rogan, but two listens in two months... That's like an average one listen per month.
0: Have you thought about a career in mathematics? Really? Really. That was some complicated trigonometry you just pulled off there. Are you married? Does someone actually put up with you outside of this office? Okay, okay. Let's focus on your small numbers. And they are small. But let's try and look at the bright side. That's only two people who won't find your show funny. Doctor, this is not helping one bit. Seriously, do you think focusing all of your energy and time on this is a great use of your time. Couldn't you do something more productive? Honestly, you sound like my wife. Well, she doesn't like the show either. You don't know that. Well, actually I do. That's what she told me when I had coffee with her the other day. You had coffee with my wife? Yeah, she asked me if I could give her some advice and that's what I do. Advice about what? Your podcast. What about my podcast? How unfunny it is. You are talking about my podcast? We may be the only two people talking about your podcast. Fuck! Am I in hell right now? Hell would be your podcast on Shuffle. I cannot believe my wife called my therapist to the Discuss me without knowing. To be fair, we talked about more than the podcast. What? Have you talked to your doctor about a prescription for Viagra? Oh, for fuck's sake. Nothing to be embarrassed about. Lots of guys need some help. I am not discussing my sex life with you. It doesn't sound like there's much to discuss. Doctor, can we please just focus on me and my delusion that no one will like or accept me? Well, when something is true, it's not a delusion. And, I mean, let's be real. Your mom doesn't even like podcasts. Did you talk to my mother, too? I did. She left me a message. Here, I have it. You want to hear?
2: You have one new voice message. Hi,
0: Doctor. It's Brian's mom. I'm really concerned about my son. Listen, I was talking to him the other day, and he said he's going to go do his podcast, and then he said he thought this week it would be funny. And, you know, I'm his mom, and I know he's not funny. You know what's funny? My boyfriend is funny. Okay, okay. Do you want to hear a joke about construction? I would tell you, but I'm still working on it. (laughs) See, I told you so. Anyway, doctor, we need your help getting him off the Americas online and back to real life. You know, he's not the sharpest tool in the silverware drawer. Anyway, gotta go. Big Irv is starting his own podcast. It's called Swerving Irving. (laughs) Tips to making love in your 80s. Okay, bye-bye. This has got to be a joke. You think that's a joke? You want to hear your brother's messages? I give up. Honestly,
1: I need to find another therapist. You know, in seven years, you have not said one thing supportive or
0: helpful. Not one thing. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You're right. Here's a piece of advice that I think you'll find helpful. Put down the toys and the tape recorder and grow up. Who uses a fucking tape recorder? It's time to face facts. You are not now, nor will you ever be Johnny Carson. Take the headset off and get back to your family while you still can. You are
1: just the fucking meanest human I have ever met.
0: And you're an unfunny moron. We all have our shortcomings. Oh, look at the time. Session's up. Same time next Thursday? Yeah, that works. Can you do me a favor? Sure, what's that? Listen to the podcast? I'll have to charge you for the hour. Fine. Okay, you're lost.
2: commercial break brian holdley and the people who work with our show choose to speak in solidarity with millions of people around the world standing up against injustice racism police brutality and indifference we promise to never use our platform to allow or encourage subvert or overt prejudice we will not support those who do the time for change has come, and we are on the side of change. Our show is meant to bring humor and fun into the lives of those listening. But this is No Laughing Matter. Stay strong. Stay safe. Stay unified. On this episode of The Commercial Break. Dad, I was just out hanging
1: out like on the side of the patio. Someone locked me out. And he's like, let's let's spare ourselves the bullshit today.
3: We're
1: doing a live show. We're doing a live show. And my swinging Richard's coming out first. He's going to enter the room two and a half inches before I do. (laughs) Hey, it's Brian Green, trusty captain of the commercial break. Funny story on the way to this episode, I decided to get some new recording software in the hopes that it would improve the sound quality of our episodes. We're recording remotely remotely. So I had to have some settings on Chrissy's microphone a little bit different than mine. And I didn't do that. And so Chrissy can sound a little muddy at times when we're talking over each other on this particular episode. I probably shouldn't even point it out. No one may notice. But I thought I would let you know that it is a problem with her microphone and we will have it fixed by next week. I'm just a little bit of a slow learner. And next week, we'll clear
2: Chrissy's muddy voice right up. The next episode of The Commercial Break starts now. Did you know that someone from
1: Saudi Arabia listened to seven out of eight of our episodes like at like midnight last night? And I find that to be extraordinarily strange. And I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. I've been combing conspiracy theory websites to see if there's any Irregular Saudi Arabian activity on the QAnon boards. And I just want you to know, I haven't figured out anything yet, but I'm sure there's a conspiracy theory about podcasts (laughs) in QAnon.
3: Very well could be happening right now. I think we just have a really big fan in Saudi Arabia.
1: Do you think (laughs) one of our three listeners could possibly be a Saudi Arabian spy looking for secret nuclear documents?
3: Or things about Brian Kemp.
1: Or Brian Green? <laughs> or <break>. Ooh, <laughs> well,
3: or televangelist
1: hey you never know I, whatever it is <laughs> welcome on board saudi arabian we yes. we I hope you're a prince and you've got a couple million dollars and you want to fund this organization through the next <laughs> couple of years i want to yes. i want to get into that joe rogan money so welcome <laughs> to the commercial break episode number 9 tcbpodcast.com tcbpodcast.com is where you go to find out all the great information you can leave comments you can uh, listen to all the episodes you can do whatever you want on my website i really don't can't you know, there's a couple hundred people coming to the website every day too i find that to be stressed to know where these people are coming from i think they're looking for like uh, something related to tcb there must be a business out there tcb and well, then there's
3: tcby Oh, yogurt.
1: TCBY yogurt. I mean, that's a horrible fuck up on misspelling, but I guess it's possible <laughs> that someone's looking for TCBY yogurt. But TCB.com, TCBpodcast.com is where you can find out all information. Listen to us on all of the platforms like and subscribe if you care to that really helps us out uh, a great deal mainly it helps our egos out it lets us know that someone's out there <laughs> <Correct>. listening <laughs> waiting for that first subscriber i can't yeah, wait it likes
3: like, me they really like me they
1: love me so what'd you do over the weekend
3: Uh, Let's see. I went on a hike. Actually, I discovered a whole new little park that's down south of Atlanta. And uh, it has some waterfalls and some beautiful areas. And it was on some website I found and very much less crowded. And I don't know if that's correct grammar. No, uh, not at all. I'm just going to say just whatever. It, it was less crowded. Traffic, yeah. Not a lot of traffic. Not a lot of traffic. this place, And it was very cool. Loved well, it. Well, good and for I've you. Been doing, I've been cooking like crazy. I mean, during this pandemic, it's, you know, I'm ordering groceries. I'm cooking, trying new recipes. Uh, children are baking in this house. Children are baking? Personal. Children are baking. Wow. My children are baking. Yeah,
1: my children are baking. They get to <laughs> it's dangerous. My child is dangerous right now. He's in that, he's in that stage where he's just dangerous. Climbing ladders, putting his head in the oven. We found him in the dryer the other day. He's in that danger mode where you can't leave him for two fucking seconds, or he is somewhere literally climbed an eight-foot ladder, like one of those step ladders, but the big ones literally climbed it the other day. I walked into the room, he's at the top of the fucking ladder playing with the drill. I'm like, ah. I <laughs> don't want to take you to the hospital right now, young man.
3: Well, so, speaking of, I'll never forget, and probably because I got electrocuted, it stands out in my mind. But I was in kindergarten, and I remember taking bobby pins and put sticking them in light sockets. This no is back way. before you had the little things that got yeah, covered yeah, 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 up. Yeah, yeah. Covered. And, and I remember doing that, and my mom finding me, and she was like, what are you doing? Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, that was just called a science experiment back then. I
3: a couple of times at that point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is kind of fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, you used to, we used to get those, like, the science kits, remember, back in the 80s? You, you may not remember. Maybe you had one. But, like, I had, like, a
2: Operations? little—
1: Yeah, kind of like operation, but actual science experiments. And they would come with actual chemicals in them. And so then they would tell you the chemicals to put together. I mean, it's fucked up. It's like some, you know, randos selling kids chemicals to hang out in their mom's basement. I'm four years old and I get this for Christmas. And I'm like, what am I going to do with mercury and uranium, dad? I went to my dad's house. (laughs) I went to my dad's house over the weekend. He's living the high life. He's retired now. And they live on a lake. A beautiful lake, you know, it's not a it's not an extremely crowded lake. And they have this three story house and then the dock and the whole nine yards. And so I bring the kid over, and I'm appreciating my father's ability to parent a child much more as I'm watching him parent my child than when he parented me because that <laughs> that seemed like a bit of a train wreck at the time. It, it my dad and it's i a
3: whole different story with grandkids. It's gotta oh. be. whole whole different story they're not yours I mean it's like my sister's kids you know I'm like they're not mine I can just do whatever spoil them and pay all the attention in the world and then when they're bad they're theirs I'm giving them back
1: yeah you at the end of the night you get to give them (laughs) back and as soon as they want it and I guess that's part of it I think part of it is like my dad and I was a little shithead and really when I turned the corner of teenager I, I didn't come back till I was about 30 right I was a real fucking twad And I was difficult, I'm sure, to handle because I was just out of control. I was single-minded. I was focused on what I wanted to do. I was super independent. And that got me in a lot of trouble and in a lot of crazy places and crazy times. And my dad, who was raising three, four children basically on his own, I think he wanted everything to kind of be like drill sergeanty, which is like how his upbringing was, so that everyone Mm -hmm. would just stay in line, not get in trouble, so he could go to work and fucking pay the bills, right? But I had some other ideas on my mind, and then all my brothers followed me, of course. But, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but a lot... That's right. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of broke the walls with my head, so to speak. But over the years, my father and I have, there's been a lot of healing, and there's been he's grown a lot. I've grown a lot. He's mellowed out. I've mellowed out. And so, you know, I'm, I'm too old for that shit anymore. And I got kids of my own. And so now I just do my own thing, but I got it. I, I think what's interesting is that when I was a kid, we lived in a three story house. Also, there was the basement where all of the trouble happened. And then my bedroom was on the third floor, but you had to go to the second floor through the kitchen to get to my, be- up another set of stairs to go to my kitchen. Yeah. So there was like this like
0: split level,
1: kind of thing. not a split level. There was, yeah. it was three full three floors, floors, but there was two sets of stairs and one was near the kitchen and one was near right. the front door. And so you had, so if you were coming up through the basement, you could either go up the front door stairs, which you never fucking would because my dad's bedroom was up near there. Right. <laughs> he didn't want any reason for him to wake up. Or I could just go straight to my room through the back stairs. It was like a bonus room. So I just kind of went up there and hopefully not get in any trouble. But what's really interesting to me is that 30 fucking years later, I am still feeling the same anxiety of walking through the kitchen that I was back then. I'm a night eater. I know you are too. Like, I like mm-hmm. midnight strikes and I don't know what happens, but my gut falls and I'm just like so fucking hungry. I want to eat whatever. And typically it's cereal because it's easy to make and I can just, yeah. you know, pull a pour oh, a bowl toast. of cereal. Good old garlic yeah, toast. Yeah, you are toast. That's right. You've- <laughs> <laughs> I'm Italian. <laughs> I'm going to put a side story to this. Chrissy and I are out <laughs> drinking one night and we go back to my house and we go to bed And I wake up in the morning, and I had a brown Labrador at the time. And I wake up in the morning, and I can hear my Labrador (laughs) choking on something. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on out there? So I wake up, I go out of the bedroom, I go into the kitchen, which is like an open kitchen. And there's the dog is trying to swallow a plastic bag. And the plastic bag has got – and I can't even explain it. I don't know what happened. It's as if someone had – come in like a little mouse had come in and shred a bunch of bread <laughs> and left it back in the bag all over the counter down on the floor. And so I was like, what the fuck happened? How did the dog and I I was I'm a strange human being I like bread in the refrigerator and I'm like, how did how did someone how did that dog get into the fucking refrigerator? But when I woke up, what I re- or when Chrissy woke up, what I realized was Chrissy <laughs> needed bread so bad. (laughs) She had woken up in the middle of the night, no clue what she was doing. And she was like, you were grabbing Mm. handfuls of the bread and uh, and then left it out, left the rest out for my dog, which was nice. I'm sure she appreciated it.
3: Yes, that was sweet of me.
1: (laughs) So we're at the house and my dad has the third level, the basement level, has got three uh, or four different bedrooms. And... My wife and I sleep in this back bedroom. So it's like midnight. It's Saturday. The kid goes to sleep. And, you know, we go to bed early, like eight o'clock. But my parents, my stepmother and my father, they they typically stay up late. They watch TV in the living room. And so I get up at about midnight on Saturday to go get a bowl of cereal because I'm hungry. Here it comes. Here comes that hunger. And as soon as I get near the stairs, I recognize in my own self like a little bit of self awareness. That I'm getting really tense and super anxious about walking up those fucking stairs. And I sure hope that my dad's not there because then he's going to catch me. And I'm thinking to myself, Brian, what the fuck is he going to catch you doing? What exactly are you (laughs) upset about? What are you worried about? But I am worried. It's 30 years later. I still have this stress about my dad catching me doing what I don't know. But it's funny but how...
3: Let's just go back a couple episodes on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> when, listen to episode seven. Yeah,
1: listen to episode guys. seven, and you'll get it. You'll get exactly why my dad is, is probably still waiting for me to walk up the stairs in some state of disarray. When I was 15 years old, I worked at a McDonald's uh, north of Atlanta, it was my first job. I had worked there since I was fourteen, but when I was fifteen, I recognized that the restaurant business, all it is, is just one big cesspool of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Right? Mm-hmm. It's. I'm sure. There's no such thing. Yeah, yeah I, I won't. I won't say that. But there's very little f- anything that's called sexual everybody's harassment.
3: Everybody's dating. Everybody. Everybody's
1: dating. Everybody. Everybody's, everybody's, dating everybody's touching. Everybody. To
3: get yeah. off work at eleven or twelve or two or whatever it is, and yeah
1: it's a whole shit show, right? I (laughs) I will never allow my daughter to work in the (laughs) restaurant business, nor my son, neither of my children. Uh, but it's a great way to make money. And I did for many years, but so I meet this young lady who's my same age at the McDonald's and we start talking and start quote unquote dating. Right. I was a pretty fast kid, like a fast learner sexually. So by 15 years old, I was, you know, I was, I knew what was going on, at least. I thought I knew what was going on. And so I had my own telephone line at the time. And so me and this, let's call her Lindsay. Me and Lindsay would communicate on the telephone late at night. We would, you know, be talking to each other. And some of these conversations would get pretty fucking sexed up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, it's the 1991 version of sexting. (laughs) You actually have to talk (laughs) to each other. Take Take a page out of my book, kids. So it's like a,
3: kind of a lot better than anyways. So.
1: I agree with you, a hundred percent. Well, I mean, but you can't send pictures now, which is, I guess, kind of taking it one step further. That is pretty sexy when you can get a picture. You Back then, I just
3: those pictures anywhere on the internet.
1: Yeah, that's true. I yeah, I will refuse. To, I don't. Well, I mean, I'm married, so I don't typically. I don't typically send out nude photographs of myself. But if you hit that's, that subscribe button, right. hit that subscribe. <laughs> And get your friend to, too. <laughs> I'm going to post a picture of my dick on the front page. Or do
3: of, it, or do <laughs> We're doing a live show. We're doing a live
1: show. And my swinging Richard's coming out first. It's going to enter the room two and a half inches before I do. So.
3: I need a, you're going to need a booth.
1: <laughs> it's going to need its own chair. <laughs> Is that a microphone cord? <laughs> Plug it in and see, young lady. <laughs> this is stupid. We're like third graders. So, me and Lindsay, Lindsay and I, are having some heated conversations, and I'll never forget it. It's like a Thursday night, and Lindsay explains to me that her parents are out of town and she's staying with a friend of hers' father. The father, the friend is out of town or wherever he is. I don't, know, I don't know where her friend is, but it's just the father in the house, right? She and she's like,
3: her friend's father? I,
1: she wasn't dating her friend's father. I think she was just kind of staying there. Her parents went out of town often. I don't know. It's a weird situation. But she explains <laughs> this to me and she says, if, if you can get over here, I bought a brand new negligee and I'll show it to you. Hot fucking dog. I'm going to find a way over there, right? Yeah, you are. Fuck yeah, I'm 15. I'm yeah. horned up. I have no motor vehicle or transportation. This is like seven and a half miles away, but I'm going to fucking find a way to get there. Of so Lord. I got I got a friend. Let's call him Teddy. Teddy and Lindsay. So now we got Teddy. Teddy was Captain Fuck Up. I mean, and he was really Captain Fuck Up. His dad had a Mustang that he would take out frequently in the middle of the night. Like literally grab the Mustang, drive all over Guide's green earth, and come back at like four in the morning. Hammered, shit-faced, <laughs> high as a kite, didn't matter. And fucking Teddy, I think, was like six months younger than I was. So he didn't have no fucking license, right? He was a troublemaker. He was like an Eddie Haskell. Like, he, he, he wooed my mother. My mother just thought he was the cutest thing, right? But my dad mm. was like, that kid's fucking trouble. <laughs> I don't like him. I don't like you. I don't like him. I don't like neither of y'all, right? <laughs> Stay away. So I called Teddy, or maybe I talked to him at school, can't remember exactly which one it was, excuse me, it's been 30 years, but we came up with a plan. If I just met him down at the bottom of the cul-de-sac, which was kind of like you know a couple hundred yards down from my house, if I met him at the bottom of the cul-de-sac at 1 a.m., because there's no cell phones, in, no one has a pager at that point, right? So you really got to like plan things out. You can't just yes. say, I'll call you when I get there. He says, <laughs> you meet me there at 1 a.m. and I got you covered. I'm going to take you over to Lindsay's house and you're going to get your slobbin on your knobbin. Don't you worry about a kid. And I'm like, Teddy's... Lindsay's Teddy,
3: friend's father's house.
1: Lindsay's friend's father's house, right. <laughs> so here I have the directions to Lindsay's friend's father's house because remember, there's no fucking Google. There's no GPS. There's no maps, right? Yep. So you got to have the directions. So I get the directions to the house. I go downstairs quietly in the middle of the night. My dad and my mom are sleeping. I open up the window. We have already bypassed the alarm many years ago. My dad still thinks the alarm is on the house. We have dismantled the alarm on the window. (laughs) I open up the window and I take the hundred yard jog down to the cul-de-sac looking behind me the entire way to see if my dad's bedroom light has come on or someone is behind me. Yes. There he is. 107, Teddy's on his way. I can see that Mustang coming down the cul-de-sac. And I'm like, oh. yes, I'm gonna get it. Tonight's the night. So I'm like, this is a fucking A right. Like, tonight's a night. Could yeah. I, could I, could I lose my virginity tonight? Could this be the night that I could lose my virginity? I don't know. But I'm wet with anticipation, Hoadley, when I tell you this. <laughs> so I jump in the car. We follow the directions. He drops me off about two houses down. I called Lindsay to explain to her that I'm on my way. And she is waiting uh, at the door. She's got the light on. She's waiting at the door, right? The, The side door. So I can see her. I know I got the right house. Teddy says, good luck, man. You got one hour. I'll be back. And I'm like, yes. I go up to the house.
3: An hour of power.
1: An hour of power. I only needed six and a half seconds, but (laughs) I figured I could fill some time with talking. I'm good at that. so. So there you go. I'm anything if quick.
3: with you. Yeah, that's right. I talk quick. So you're telling me these were what the boys were thinking when I was. Of course. Yes.
1: By the way, Lindsay probably had no intention of having sex with me, (laughs) but she was just kind of like a sexed up teenager like I was. And she probably just wanted me to show me her negligee. I'd get. Yeah. I'd get to second base and then, you know, and then the umpire would throw me out of the game. Right. That's typically how it went when you're 15 years old. So. (laughs) Yeah. So we go back into this room that's in the basement of this house and there's a big bed and there's a bathroom attached to it. And I, I, I don't remember every detail, but what I do remember is sitting on the bed and Lindsay saying, let me show you the negligee. I'll be right back. Green negligee. Made a big deal about it being green, I guess because my last name is green. I'm not really sure. Goes into the bathroom, comes back out in the negligee. Holy fucking shit. Game time, right? This is like Skinamax right in front of me. I'm already done. Basically, I'm already done. Like, you, I mean, <laughs> I don't I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. But at 15, you know, it takes you a couple minutes and you get back. Yeah. So there's a little there's a little light making out some heavy petting going on. And but there's also some talking that's going on in this in between this, too. Right. There's some, you know, sexy up mm-hmm. kind of talk at 15 years old, like, you know.
3: Wasn't I don't, that song actually popular at that time? I um, want to
1: six you up. Tick tock and you don't stop. Tick tock and don't stop.
3: <laughs> Color me bad. Color me
1: bad. bad. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's oh, the only song I, I know from them.
3: here at the Myrtle Beach vacation that I went to. <laughs> <laughs> another podcast.
1: So uh, we're, in it, we're into it a few minutes. Let's give it, let's say 10 to 15 minutes total. Brian walks in, lingerie's on, lingerie's partly off, and all of a sudden, Lindsay! <laughs> Lindsay! And it's a noise coming from the top of the stairs where the door is. It's the oh. It's the father of the friend who is bellowing, for Lindsay. Now, we're talking like one thirty, one forty-five 45 in the morning, right? And she is like, oh, shit. Get under the bed. Get under the bed. Get under the bed. And I'm like, what, what, what? Get under the bed. That's, that's my friend's dad. Get under the bed. So I get under this huge king-size bed. And she is like, w- walks to the bottom of the stairs, says, yes. And he says, <laughs> is everything okay down there? I thought I heard some noises. It sounds like there's people down there. No, 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 no. That's just me. I don't know what you heard. Are you sure? Yes, I'm fine. Okay. I don't want people down there. And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm under the bed, Hoadley, and I'm like, oh, fuck. This guy's going to kick my ass. I'm going to be arrested tonight. I went from getting laid to being arrested in 26 seconds flat.
3: Your heart is pounding.
1: It's pounding, and my boner's completely gone away, and I'm like, now the the mood has just changed altogether. I'm full of anxiety and fret instead of, you know, uh, boner and sweat. So
0: Exciting. anxiety
1: and fret instead of boner and sweat. Here we go. So yeah. Lindsay comes back and and she's like, like quietly, like leans down under the bed and says, you gotta go. You gotta go. And I'm like, what? And she's like, you gotta go. And at this point, I'm agreeing with her. I gotta go, right? I don't want to be caught up in any craziness. I d- yeah, I d- Who knows who this guy is, but I got to go. Daddy. (laughs) So I crawl out from under the bed. I go back to the door. I open it slowly and again. Lindsay, Lindsay, are you walking in and out of the door? (laughs) And I was like, oh, shit, we're definitely busted. And as I'm thinking those words, she literally pushed me out the door, right? Go home. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. I run down the driveway, the long driveway. I run down it. And I had looked at the clock, and I know that now that it's like 137, 140, something like that, right? Or it's like it's, we're, we're 20 minutes away from Teddy coming back to picking me up. So I'm like, 20 minutes. I can kill 20 minutes. I can go down the street. I'll smoke a cigarette. I'll go down the way. Later. What's that? Loiter,
3: loiter around.
1: Yeah, I can loiter around. I can, I can dick around, no pun intended. So I go down and I start smoking cigarettes and 20 minutes goes by. And 40 minutes goes by and, minutes goes by. and 60 minutes goes by. And an hour and 15 minutes goes by. And there is no sign of Teddy anywhere. We are getting into 3.30 in the morning now. And I don't have a fucking watch on, but I know we're getting into 3.30 in the morning now. And I'm like, I can't get a hold of him. I can't call him. I can't certainly call anybody to come pick me up from my house because that'd be a fucking death sentence. And I can't go back to the place where I saw Lindsay because she'll get in fucking trouble. What do I do? And I'm in a residential area. There's like not, there's You're no the gas street. station around. There's no pay phone. If you don't know what a pay phone is, children, it's a phone that you paid for. So
3: <laughs> you're on this ne- neighborhood I'm in the street. middle of a neighborhood I know
1: in and, and a neighborhood that I don't even know. Like I don't, I am not only, I'm not even familiar with the neighborhood. So I'm like, okay, I got to make a decision now. I'm about however many miles, but I know that I can get, I know I can make the walk, but it's probably going to take me about two to three hours is what I'm guessing at that point. Right. I can make the walk two to three hours. I can get home just as the sun is rising. I can do this,
3: Slide on into bed.
1: Slide on into bed. No one the wiser. Live to fight another day. Lindsay and Mm -hmm. I can make out at the fry cooler in McDonald's, right? So in the apple pie section. So I'm thinking to myself, (laughs) I either stay here and wait for Teddy or I get my fucking ass moving and I do it quickly. And it's a no-brainer at that point. I'm sick of standing there. Teddy fucked me. He didn't come back to get me. He is the fuck up my dad said he was. And I'm shit out of luck. So now not going to walk another like fucking Forrest Gump back to my house.
3: Oh, my
2: God.
1: So that's what I do. I walk all the way. I, as I'm walking, I'm like, thank God I have the directions still in my pocket. And I'm like, so I back the directions up and I get back to my house just as the sun is rising. I'm cresting over the hill. I see my house. I sneakily go around the back side of the house to go to the side door where the basement was, where the two windows were next to. And I go and I yank on the window and it's closed and it's locked. Oh. And the door is closed and it's locked. Mm. And so now at this point I realize... That I have certainly been had. Either my twin brother locked the window because he fucking hates me, or my dad, or my dad locked the window because he should or have both. given me up for adoption.
3: Or both.
1: Or both. So he's like, You're my favorite, Kevin. <laughs> Always <laughs> my favorite.
3: Let's let's screw Brian.
1: Fuck that guy. <laughs> I decide after about 20 minutes of just fretting, now I'm exhausted also, right? Because I've just walked a whole long way. We've had a couple, uh, a lot of adrenaline going and then coming and all this other stuff. I decide that I'm going to not knock on the front door or ring the doorbell. I am going to fall asleep on the patio, and when one of my brothers gets up, I will throw a rock at their window, and I will see if they can let me in on the off chance that for some reason the window has locked itself right which windows mm-hmm. don't typically do no
3: don't they have the latch like you have the Yeah they got the whole
1: latch they got the, it's a like latch. a whole fucking thing and I I just know I'm busted like there's just no two ways about it I'm fucking busted but I'm giving it just like I'm always an I'm an eternal optimist especially when I'm in trouble I always think for some reason I'm going to get out of it yeah especially at 15 years old so I fall asleep and I don't know how long it is, but the sun has now risen just a little bit longer. The sun is now on my face. And the patio. What's that? I mean,
3: is it a pretty pretty sunrise? It
1: was a pretty sunrise. It was a very calm
3: sunrise. And you could always use that excuse. Like, I just went out to look at the sunrise, it was beautiful. (laughs) I got locked out. (laughs) I feel this minds. Yeah, we,
1: we do. So I
3: have
1: this, I have this like angelic sensation of the sun shining on my face, the cool October morning. And there's <laughs> frost. a,
3: the frost.
1: Yeah, there is a wraparound porch on my house, the frost on my nose. There is a wraparound porch on my house that leads to, it's about 12 feet above the patio where I was sleeping. And I hear Brian, Brian, and I open my eyes and I look up, and heretofore it is but my fucking father, and he is in the softest voice possible, in the kindest way possible. Brian, Brian, did you have a nice evening? And I was like, oh shit. Sunrise. That's it. That's a, that's I went with that line, right? I was like, Dad, I was just out hanging out, like on the side of the patio. Someone locked me out. And he's like, Let's let's spare ourselves the bullshit today. <laughs> Brian.
3: <laughs> it's Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want you
1: to, let's spare ourselves the bullshit. And but I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go ahead and go inside and, and get changed. You look cold, right? And I'm like, Oh, thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like dad's like for a, a half a second. I felt like dad was going to be fucking cool about this.
3: It's kind of fun to fuck with the kids if they're, if they've done something like that. <laughs> yeah. I
1: got to agree with you. So I said, okay. Okay. And he says, and, but I, let's not go to sleep quite yet because there's just a few chores around the house <laughs> that I want you to do.
0: <laughs> <For> instance.
3: <laughs> it's fall and cut, yeah. I'm picturing leaves there's a
1: leaf storm he wanted me to clean the leaves out of the gutter my house is like 38 feet in the end my house sits way up on a hill I'm, par, I'm paranoid about heights just terrified And my dad wants me to go out and clean the gutter he's going to attach a rope to me he wants me to go out the window and clean the gutters <laughs> In addition to cutting the grass, in addition to blowing the leaves, in addition to cleaning my room, in addition to, you know, mopping the basement floor, I mean, my dad worked my ass off. Didn't say a word. Just every time I got done something, he would say, okay, you know what we need next? We need you to go downstairs and mop the fucking floor. And I would do it because I felt like this is my punishment. Like, dad's giving me this as my punishment, and then we're just all going to forget about this, right? And also, I have no fucking choice. I'm 15 years old. Where else am I going to go? <laughs> back to Lindsay's house. So that's what I do. So I just kind of go through the day and then the, the evening starts to roll around or it's like five or six o'clock. And my, my father is like, okay, you know, you're done. You, you go upstairs, you take a shower and, you know, get some rest. I take a shower, I go back into my room and my dad comes in and, He opens the door and he just, I had a TV, I had a radio with a six disc changer. I mean, I had like a little room set up, right? And I'm like, well, I'm certainly,
3: I'm, he
1: he said to me, (laughs) he said one more thing before you go to bed, the TV, the radio and your telephone, I want you to put them in my closet or wherever he told me to put them. I want you to take them out of your room and you're grounded for three months, 90 days. 90 days, Hoadley. And when my dad said you were grounded, you were not getting out early.
3: I, met my, I was the same way. 90 days. Yeah, yeah.
1: So don't blame me when I go to get some fucking honey bunches of oats in the middle of the night and my dad's laying on the couch watching old reruns of basketball games. <laughs> Why I'm not just a little bit nervous grabbing a spoon out of the drawer. I feel like I'm going to get grounded. It
3: makes sense. It's the Pavlovian experience you know
1: oh i hope that my kid is nothing like me when i i mean i know he's going to be because that's just karma but i just hope he's just nothing like me because now that i think about it now i'm a father i mean if your child left the house and you had no idea where they were and no way to get but here's how well my father knew me the first call was not to the police the first thing he did was lock the fucking window
3: I'll show him.
1: He wasn't like, oh my God, has my son been kidnapped?
3: <laughs> like, He'll be okay. And I'm going to teach him a lesson.
1: <laughs> you ever snuck out of your house? You're-
3: yeah, so I have not. So, so I'll give you a little backup story. So my mom, when I was growing up and when I was in high school, which was about the time that you really start trying to sneak out. I mean, uh maybe in middle school, but not really. It was more in high school. And my mom was a night owl. I could never get away with anything. It was crazy. Mm. She would come home when I came up. She stayed. She kind of slept in late and stayed up late and wanted to be there when I got in. So I couldn't ever really sneak out of my house. However.
1: (laughs) You could sneak out of somebody else's house.
3: There's always the old trick of... I'm staying over at Amy's house
1: ah.
3: and Amy says she's staying at my house and we're going to go try something fun. So I had this friend named Amy and I, you know, in high school, I had a lot of older friends. I think I've always kind of been a little bit of an old soul and had just older friends. And uh, you were a
1: little faster than the rest of your friends, so older people were were more attractive. and I don't mean that in any way except for you were you wanted to be a little more adult than you already were.
3: And the thing was yes, I think that was it, and the thing was, yes, yeah, as far as faster guys now I was very scared of um sex and what that meant, and oh my God, you could get pregnant and you heard all these stories and whatever. I wasn't doing any of that, but i kind I just always like identified a little bit more with the older kids, sure. So there was a girl named Amy, and this is—I remember, I'll never forget. This was my tenth, 10th, tenth-grade uh, 10th year, and my dad, my parent, my dad just got a new job up in Tennessee, mm. and um, so he was going up there during the weekdays, working his new job. <clears throat> this was a great new promotion for him. Um, totally switched career, or not careers, but totally switched companies found this great new job up in Tennessee and we were moving there and I was pissed to begin with that we were moving in the middle of my sophomore year towards the end of my sophomore year and so I was like you know whatever it's the last time and and spring break was a no-go like first of all everyone went to Panama City for spring break Everyone went and just got crazy. Everyone. Like, absolutely not. You're not going. And there were some other friends as well, including my older friends, who said um, their parents were like, no, you can't go either, including Amy. That's one girl who was very devious, you know, like the preacher's preacher's daughter.
1: Yes, I do. (laughs)
3: Yes. So she was that kind that was um, very devious and very fun, in my opinion. But... Her parents thought that she was very good, <laughs> very goody too. She
1: was a, yeah, she was a Eddie Haskell, as they call them.
3: So this is back in the age two of the tanning beds. Ah. Oh,
1: <laughs> Well, there's still tanning beds around, but everyone, they, but back then, you're talking about one they own at home or the ones that you go to?
3: No, the ones that you go to. The okay, gotcha. Room. So yeah, we're talking back in the '90s, and it was like you went to the tanning salon. Everybody else had a membership, and you're going, and it's everybody's getting super dark, and super <laughs> tan. <laughs> you're putting a, what was that Australian Australian
1: gold, gold which Australian. was like <laughs> which yeah. was like McDonald's was like, fry grease. Saying. Yeah, you
3: no, know, I would go get my nails done, long nails, and get super dark tan. And I'm like 15, you know, 15 year old body and that kind of thing. So it, it's, you know, crazy. Everybody's meeting up at the movie theater, the tanning bed salon, which was also connected in the same shopping sure. strip all to the nail salon and whatever. So I, uh, I'm at the tanning salon one day and I see Amy's boyfriend pull up and this is Amy, Amy, who I thought was her mom was pretty, you know, strict. Yeah. Strict. But yeah. She's really fun. And <laughs> This guy pulls up uh, to the tanning bed, and i he's driving, first of all. Like, he's driving, and he's driving a fast car, and he's not in high school. He's out of high school. And I remember he had a mustache, and I was like, you're <laughs> dating a man.
1: I keep getting older. They stay the same <laughs> age.
3: I was like, you're dating a man. A man? A man. A man. Like, that, a man. This, is not, this is not one of our high school cohorts, you know, and. I'm like, this guy seems old, but, you know, like 20s old. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, you're dating a man. So she's like, here's the deal. We're going to do this over spring break. You say you're staying the night with me. And I say, you know, I'm staying the night with you, whatever. And like. Oldest trick
1: in the book. Yep.
3: Yep. so I pack up my stuff, go over to Amy's house, and her mom's like, "Oh, ho, 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 yes, you Nice
1: guys. to meet you.
3: We're <laughs> at the mall. <laughs> we're like, "Cool, thanks." We're so excited to go to the mall. So we head out, go down the street. That dude picks us up, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" I'm I'm I'm, I'm like, I feel alive. Yes. Electric. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, that is the feeling of sneaking out. You feel alive every every ounce of your being is just buzzing you're like I'm, I'm gonna get caught but i'm not gonna get caught i'm gonna do bad things but i'm gonna do good things
3: <laughs> so we get over to this guy's apartment he had an apartment and by the way he had a girlfriend jesus and we walk into this apartment and amy's like shh, shh you know don't say anything about us being together and i'm like huh uh well okay yeah you know, I mean I'm all like naive. And <laughs> wait wait
1: wait wait hold on stop stop the show stop the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh Randy Rhodes over here the guy with the mustache picks you guys up. You're in high school 15 years old. He's probably well into his 20s, what 21, 22, 23, 24. Yeah, you got an apartment. You're you're doing okay for yourself.
3: Girlfriend, but I know that he's dating my friend. So I'm a little confused when I get there. And how is, is the, the
1: girlfriend that? not suspicious that he's bringing home high schoolers?
3: Well, I don't know. That's fucked details. up. Yeah. I mean, she's <laughs> probably, oh, yeah, there was alcohol. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there was alcohol at this apartment. And I remember being like, huh? Oh, okay. And they're fixing up. I mean, we're going Boone's farm. Uh. Right? Mad Dog 2020, there was some kind of slushy that was made in a slushy cup. I think somebody had gone to get lemonade out of a slushy cup, and then we were pouring alcohol in that. So I start sucking away. I'm like, this stuff tastes delicious. (laughs) (laughs) This tastes delicious. And so then... At one point, I'll never forget this. At one point, the, the girlfriend goes to the bathroom, and the dude and my friends start making out. And oh, I'm like, my shh, God. Shh, shh, don't tell. And I'm like, you're having an affair type thing? Oh, my God. And I'm like, so then I started just slurping down more of the slushy. And <laughs> totally.
2: <laughs>
3: an alcoholic slushy. Well, I mean, I'm 15. I get really drunk really fast we're out on the porch I think we're smoking cigarettes and it's in the sun it's during the daytime all of our other friends are down at Panama City in spring break and we're like yeah whatever like we're gonna have our own spring break
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm with the 22 year old in his apartment his girlfriend my friend who's dating the other guy (laughs) it's gonna turn into a foursome any moment now
3: so I end up getting wasted, like really drunk. I don't even know what my name is. So (laughs) the girl, Amy, leaves me like after a little while because I'm so drunk and she has to go home back to her Christian family. And so she leaves. She left you? She left me. So um, because she couldn't mess things up with her family.
0: She, she left like, you oh, at
3: Matthew this McConaughey's house? This, light, this lightweight over here. That I just got <laughs> along. It's getting too hammered to even go back to my house. Like, so she, I'm going to have to leave her here. So, anyways, like, again, talking about pagers and cell phones and where there wasn't all of that. So, I, I remember the guy, like, helped me call because I'm like, I got to call somebody. Like, I can't. My mom, meanwhile, is on the warpath. She, remember, didn't go to bed. Yeah. So like, they 4 morning she is like where is my daughter and she starts tracking things down piece by piece by piece she loads up i think it's like midnight or one in the morning she loads up like my sister m- my dad is in tennessee mind you trying to start a new child. oh
1: yeah she's going fucking bananas she's like i lost my, my child is
3: like my mom was like i'm on the freaking case yeah <laughs> Because she was a hellion too, so she's like, I know what she's doing. She's drunk somewhere. She's like, Chrissy. Years later, she would recount that I called her and I was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I talk right now. Like, hung up on her and like, oh my God, I'm going. I'm going. I've, got, I've got to find my daughter. So she gets in the car and like jumps and like puts the car into gear like a wrong gear and is just like out of her mind trying to... She drives over to this girl's Amy's house and wakes up the mother.
1: No the,
3: shit. Wakes her up and says... And, and the girl's mother goes, no, Chrissy's upstairs. And my mom goes... Let's go upstairs and look. <gasps> and they go upstairs, and I'm not there. And Amy is like, "Oopsie, sorry, yeah, sorry,
1: I lied to everybody." Yeah,
3: <laughs> I lied to everybody. But the, the
1: mother clearly wasn't in on this because so <laughs>
3: no,
1: so the so like Amy Amy just told her, "Hey, Mom, Chrissy's upstairs."
3: Yes, when she came home, she said, "Chrissy and I are home."
1: Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah
3: send yeah, so my mom busts up in that place. <laughs> it's like
1: Into the Matthew McConaughey's apartment?
3: No, it, well, eventually. Oh, my God. No, the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first Amy's house. Amy's, Amy's house. And I'm not there. And Amy's mom thinks I'm there. And Amy acts like she just woke up. And she's all like, oh, I don't know where she was supposed to be here. I don't know where she is. So my mom's like, where the hell is she? So she goes tracking me down, ends up tracking me down to the suit's apartment getting me i mean i was a mess it was she drove me back she had like a couple other mothers i think involved in the whole.
0: oh thing.
3: so it was a little embarrassing for me on a couple of levels
1: totally no wonder you didn't sneak out of your house very often yeah that's the major difference between your father My father and your mother is my father (laughs) locked the window and said, fuck them. And your mother was like, I'm going to get my daughter.
3: daughter." daughter.
1: (laughs) Well, here's the truth, though. I mean, you know, she's your mom is ultimate. You've never given her any reason to be concerned. So when you don't turn up. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, you weren't sneaking out every third Tuesday. (laughs) Being brought home by the Cobb County Police Department. No, no, I
3: had never been involved with the police. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah. No. Wow. Um, so my mom went on a war path. So then my dad gets home after that escapade. Like, that weekend, because he was coming home on weekends, trying to help sell the house and whatever was going on in their lives. And he's like, what happened? Oh, man. <laughs> he's like, the car's messed up, too. He's like, your mother driven it, <laughs> it <was> all, gear, <laughs> all over town.
0: <laughs>
3: like, apparently, she'd driven it in second gear or third gear, like, all over town. Oh, so, my God. <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> oh the crazy business just crazy business
3: kids don't do it don't sneak out
1: no don't sneak out what i mean i i feel like there's at least a 10 additional stories that i could talk about sneaking out
3: <laughs> i've got a couple more too yeah but yeah
1: <laughs> but i don't want to teach any of the children out there <laughs> my bad ways So I'll just leave it at that. Uh, TCPPodcast.com is where you find out all the information about the show. You can listen to all the old episodes there. Please share if you care. Like and subscribe, all that other good jazz. You know how to do it. Uh, And I love you. We love you. We love you. I was saying I love you.
3: We love the world. Hey, and by the way, too, just to reiterate. We're in solidarity with the world right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. 100%. 100%. Love one hundred percent.
3: Just love one another and you'll never go and Michelle Obama's words, you'll never go wrong with treating each other right. I mean
1: Can't say it any Do
3: unto others. Do unto others as you would want done into them and I mean done to yourself. Yeah.
1: Can't say it any better than that. You know, we're a comedy program, so uh, we don't feel like we need to be sanctimonious with anybody here. I don't think you're looking for that kind of uh, yeah. Information or hypothesizing here on The Commercial break, but just understand that uh, we're with you we're human beings too and we're right on your side
3: yes one yes.
2: love email us at thecommercialbeat at gmail.com find us and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Commercial Break. new episodes drop every Wednesday we can be found on Spotify iHeartMedia apple google and all major podcast providers the commercial break is a great middleweight production written and produced by brian green co-hosted by chrissy hoadley